Wow. Oh my. Wow. Oh my. <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna say next. I didn't either. We just got done speaking with Professor Brooklyn Sawyer's Belk. You talk about intriguing. You talk about intelligent. Yes. Right on the money. You I hit think that, yeah. I think I just smoked to the most intelligent human I've ever met. Yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? What an amazing soul. Yeah. Talking about the some of the stories, you know, that like intrigue intriguing to hear. Yeah. That was cool. Such a big like heart. That. Yeah. I like how it we came into the studio today and it was so cold. And yes. now like in the interview we were like what 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 and you looked over me, and you were like, "It's hot. It's getting hot in here." Yeah, it's hot. Like, yeah, I was like, "It's the conversation we're yeah, having." Yeah, I know. It's just so good. You it's, know what I mean? I think the, however, the episodes are is the temperature of the room. Exactly. So if I it think stays so cold the whole time, yeah. no, I don't think we should put it out. No, there, we should. You no, know? because it's not that good. But man, if yeah. when it starts getting hot, hey, mm-hmm. you already know that it's going to be yeah. a great episode. I think so. Yeah. So how are you, Meg? Meg's not here. Meg. Meg. <laughs> Meg, Meg is not here. Uh-oh. Meg. Our, our producer left us today. Yeah, I know. That's to sad. To go on personal business back yeah. home. But, yeah. Um, We're here by ourselves. I know. It's we, it's crazy. This that, is like yeah, it's like pre, old, pre-Meg. Yeah, it's old times. I knew. I felt very weird. Feeling some nostalgia. Very nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Nice word. Yeah. yeah. You know what I learned this week? What? Is that the old podcast studio was Studio B, right? That's where we got the name. Yeah. And then this studio is 104B. No way. I looked at the sign the other day. Studio 104B. I don't think we, I think it's too late to change it. Yeah, we, you know, Studio B is cool. We're trying to establish that audience. I do, I do miss the old room. I do, but now we're in a more, you know, yeah, the quality is a lot better. Every week we talk about how nice the new studio is. It deserves it, though. It does. It does. I'm glad we're here. Yeah. And we can do these awesome interviews like we had this now. This one's going to be tough to beat. I think so too. Yeah, it might you mentioned it during the podcast? Might being the best episode that we've done. Yeah, I got a really good answer, which I can't spoil. No, you can't. Wow. Well, I don't think we should hold them any longer. Yeah, we shouldn't keep. This talking. is our interview with Professor Sawyer's Belk. Hey, welcome to Studio B, the Emory and Henry College Bonner Scholar Podcast. Join Ryan and Peyton as they discuss themes of place, community, and common ground. This is Studio B. Welcome, 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 Professor Sawyer's Belk to Studio B. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm Brooklyn Sawyer's Belk, and I'm very excited to speak with you today. We are excited to speak with you. Um, we both were at your keynote. We on, were. That uh, was very interesting, and I enjoyed that. I really did. That was yeah. really cool and intriguing. Yes, um, I learned a lot. That was cool, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, yeah. We had a bunch of events on campus that you were here for. And as soon as I heard you talk, I was like, Meg, can we please get, can we please get Professor Sawyer's Belk on yeah. our podcast? And Meg, our producer is actually in one of your classes. So that was a really wonderful connection that was there. Thank you. I've really enjoyed having Meg as a student. She's a real rock star. And in true professor form, I'm going to now turn the tables and ask you a question. What did you learn from my MLK convocation presentation? Wow, we, we we usually don't get that's questions. Yeah. This is awesome. No, yeah, that's I'm excited. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So okay. the thing that uh, really 
really captured me as soon as you started was um, by reading the definitions of white and black in the dictionary and having people in the audience read those and the connotations that came about with those. I had never thought about the language and the vernacular that we use and how it might affect people until you had brought it up. Yeah, I want to I want to key off of that a little bit. I think the um the the numbers thing where we went through and we we picked the questions yeah. and it was five points. That was really cool and really intriguing. The and privilege actually, test. Yes, that yeah. was yeah, I like that. That was really cool. Yeah, I I got like I don't know, I got very like informed about that. You know, it wanted me to learn that, so it was cool. Yeah, and learn about my life. Yeah, so that was cool. Well, I'm so glad you all enjoyed it. And the test you're referring to is called the privilege test and it's modified from the privilege walk where we look at our starting places in life and some of the things that might hold us back, things we choose and things we don't choose and what impact it has on our ultimate destination. So I'm glad it was meaningful to you. I hope you guys will have me back in the future. I'd love to do another presentation. It was amazing. Uh, I go to a lot of lyceums and things on campus, but that one, that was definitely my favorite. I think that, that I've attended here, which was so awesome. And um, it's so so cool to know that uh, you're a student. You were a student here. Uh, you were in our shoes where we were. Uh, you, I think you graduated in 2002. Is that correct? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to start giving years out. People can do math. And find okay, out. I gotcha. That'll blow my 25-ish cover. But I, I was a student at Emory and Henry College, and I earned a bachelor's degree in history with a minor in political science. I was there during the Samir Saliba days when he ran the political science department, which spanned a number of decades, and Dr. Jack Roper, who ran the history department for a long time. And I was fortunate to have phenomenal professors and both Dr. Saliba and Dr. Roper remained mentors of mine for many years. I spoke to Dr. Roper this morning. So my Emory and Henry roots run deep and are still an important part of my life. It truly is the place of connections. And um, even this connection that we have right now where you were on our our Bonner podcast. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Professor Sawyer's Belk, what's, uh, what was your experience like here at Emory? I had a very positive experience. I was a first-generation college student. I came to Emory & Henry in some ways by happenstance. I was a member of a United Methodist Church in a small rural town in southwestern Virginia that is part of the Holston Conference, which Emory & Henry is also a part of. And through a church trip in my youth, I visited Emory & Henry. It was the only college I visited because I didn't have the means and resources to go on a real um, college tour around the country. And I loved the college, the way people treated me and how welcomed I was, um, how welcomed I was. And I ultimately applied to Emory and Henry, was offered the Bonner and AmeriCorps scholars, which made it possible for me to attend um, Emory and Henry College. And it was really a, a fantastic opportunity for someone with such little exposure to the opportunities that higher education presents to be able to go to one of the top liberal arts colleges in the country. Yeah, I'm very that that's what you just said very connects with me. I was able to to attend Emory Henry due to the um getting the becoming a part of the Bonner program. And then also I'm also a first generation college student. So it really means a lot for me to even be blessed to be here and continue to um try to make something by myself and then hopefully go on and do bigger and greater things. So yeah, I'm really really excited to be here. So yeah, I like how we can, you know, make that connection a little bit. So Amen. Professor Professor, could you tell us a little bit about uh your experience in the Bonner program while you were here? 
I participated in a number of programs while I was a Bonner Scholar. I was um, hungry um, for different experiences, but I will highlight my work with English as a second language. Southwest Virginia is home to a number of migrant workers who are very important to the economy of Southwest Virginia. And at least back then, language was a real barrier for quality of life as well as for success professionally. We participated in the English as a Second Language program on campus where I had the opportunity to teach English. And without that opportunity being provided by Emory and Henry College, some of those workers would have had real barriers to continue to overcome during their their, their um, work experience in the United States. So it, was, it felt good to be able to contribute to that in a real tangible way. Yeah, I think we see a lot of the impact that you had when you were here. We see a lot of that now in some of the projects that we have and working with the people of this area and um, the watershed project, I think, specifically is telling the story of um, the people and those stories that haven't been told before. So it's awesome to talk to a former Bonner who uh, was, was in your place and the and the connections that you and Peyton even have in here is amazing. Uh, yeah, like so it, yeah. you, you you did a lot of amazing things here, you know, history and Bonner. Um, what happened after you graduated from Emory and Henry College? I went to East Tennessee State University where I earned a master's degree in history. This is going to be a mouthful, but it was a focus on American history, Civil War to the present, with a special focus on African-American history, Civil Rights Movement, 1955 to 1965. I left my master's program and went straight to law school. You might be wondering, well, why didn't you just go to law school and get a dual degree, uh, master's, JD combo? Well, again, I was first generation. There were a lot of things I just didn't know at the time. So I'd earned my master's in history, thought I might become a history professor. But my real goal and dream was to be a lawyer. Growing up, I watched The Cosby Show. It was a sitcom that came on in the late 80s, early 90s. And there was a character on there, the mother, Claire Huxtable, played by Felicia Rashad. And she was this lawyer and she was the only black woman I'd ever seen as a lawyer. And I aspired to that. And I finally had an opportunity to go. So I went to the University of Tennessee College of Law in Knoxville. And after that, I practiced law for a number of years. And I'm happy to tell you that I've come full circle. And I'm now a law professor at my alma mater at the University of Tennessee. I teach trial practice there almost every semester, as well as an additional class. Sometimes it's criminal law, other times it's employment law, or race in the Supreme Court, playing back off that history degree. And this semester, I'm teaching at Emory and Henry College for the second time, and it feels so great to be back on campus and seeing what all you wonderful current students are doing. That That's amazing. That really is a full circle moment. And uh I really appreciate what you said there about you were a first generation student. You didn't have the the map really of what your life was going to play out with. So it's a lot of living and learning. And after talking to some amazing students that are in your class, you were you're teaching them a lot of the lessons that you have learned and uh, it's translating into them, too. That's amazing. Thank you. How did you take some of the experiences that you had here in the Bonner program and even after that and translate them into uh, your post Emory and Henry life, like uh, into your assistant U.S. attorney? That's a great question. Emory and Henry really teaches resilience. Coming into the college 
as we've discussed, as being a first-generation student or being from Appalachia or any of the other things that might make someone feel unique, you have to overcome a number of barriers. And Emory and Henry taught me resilience, that I whatever goals that I set in front of me. That's a great way to put it. That's awesome. I'm I'm sort of getting that that same kind of mindset through the Appalachian Center. Wouldn't you say so too, Peyton? Well, I yeah, I think so too. But like the connection of, you know, being a first generation college student, you know, having to a lot of the stuff that I've I've done is been a lot on my own and it's been very hard because my parents, you know, they really don't understand things. So yeah. I felt like I've grown and I've matured as a person, you know, trying to figure it out as I go along, but it's also kind of scary. So, but I think in the long run, you know, to make me out to be, you know, a better person and stuff like that. But you know, that, I think that is the hardest part is figuring out, you know, life on your own yeah. to an extent. So, yeah. Yeah. And if I may add, in addition to resilience, I would like to highlight perseverance. Just you got to have stick to itness. You got to have bounce back. Everything will not go your way. Sometimes you're going to lose, but you have to stay the course. If you don't get a great get grade in a class this semester, then you've got to earn an even higher grade the next semester. If you don't get the job that you apply for the first time, we'll apply for 10 other jobs. You have to keep going. And if you continue to push through, you will come out of whatever you're going through. And Professor Sawyer's belt, you are definitely uh, an example of that. And it's it's so amazing that you're on today and talking about all of this. Um, you're talking about setting goals and things like that. I think it's important to note that uh, when you were a Bonner, uh, I think the you you tracked your hours on projects. And now we've actually moved to a goal-oriented process. Instead of writing down how many hours of things you do, it's what goals did you meet this week that you set for yourself? Oh, that's an excellent model. Um, we did track hours back then. Um, and, you know... Thank goodness for progress, right? And I'm glad that we're uh, moving in a, the, the direction of using technology. What goals did you set for yourself this week? And I'm going to add a question to that and ask you, what have you done to ensure that you achieve them, right? There's one thing to plan something, but what have you done to ensure that you achieve those goals? That is a great second follow-up question. I think we might have to tell Scott Sykes about that and maybe Tal Stanley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Steve, good. We can add that in there too. Um, you, you are so eloquent when you speak and you, you teach so many great lessons. What do you love about teaching and what made you decide to become involved as a professor, uh, not only at UT and all these other amazing places, but even back here at Emory and Henry College? Education is America's great equalizer. No matter where you are from, what circumstances you are born into, no matter the immutable characteristics that you cannot change about yourself, if you get an education, it can equalize the playing field. It is something that you can control and something that no one can ever take from you. To be able to be a part of that and to be able to give the gift of education to those who are coming behind me means a great deal. One of the, or um, among my, um, if I'm accomplished at all, if I've had any successes, among them would be receiving professor of the year from the University of Tennessee College of Law twice. To think that a group of students have voted on me twice to say that I've made a meaningful impact on their life means so much to me. Wow, that is quite an accomplishment. Congratulations. And Thanks. I can I can just see after after sitting here with you for a couple minutes why you were yeah. given 
that, yeah, that, that impact that impact that you feel you know what i mean definitely like, i think the feeling you know feeling what another person says you know like inside of you i think that brings a lot about yeah what's the maya angelou quote about people will forget what you said or what you gave them but they will never forget how you made them feel yeah and i think true. that's very yeah. true amen look at us we're turning this into church <laughs> amen uh, professor hey. sawyers belk i have a question that i uh, i thought of right after your keynote ended so i didn't get to ask it during the q a but um I've been in a lot of rooms where ideas have been shut down because people have pulled out the tradition card or the, well, that's not the way we've always done things. And I feel like you've been in some of those rooms too. So what is your response to that? The world is continuing to change. It's called progress. As part of that progress, we should not throw out tradition, but we should continually be looking at all of our thoughts and actions and asking, is this a best practice? Could we do better? How can we grow? The eight or excuse me, 17 year old me who showed up at Emory and Henry College all those years ago should not be the same woman I am today. All these years later, all these life experiences have passed. I'm supposed to learn something from that and grow through the process. Times change and we are supposed to change with them. And as a part of that, our processes and procedures should also evolve. That is a great response. I uh, I wrote my college entrance paper on on sort of that same ideology of where the world's changing. You can either get with us or, um, you know, a little yes. hope, hope revolution moment of what, what we've got going on. Uh, this is a question we like to ask everybody that we have on our podcast. Can you tell us, is there a moment in your teaching or your professional life in which you realize that this is where you're supposed to be? It actually happens quite frequently when I have a student who looks at me and says, aha, I got it. With a concept they've been struggling with. And for some reason, I was able to relate to them and give them the information that resonated with them that touches me and is very meaningful. I often get cards or emails or text messages from students. I have one on my desk currently from a law student from my class last semester. And he said a number of kind things, including you touched my life and I will not forget you. That is incredibly meaningful to me. And it's a satisfaction that quite candidly, I have not gotten out of the practice of the law, which is why I continue to maintain dual careers and teach part-time because there's nothing like impacting someone's future and helping them become what it is that they want to be. That is probably my favorite answer that we have received so far. 11 episodes in. Wow. That's got to be a great reminder. That's like heartfelt. You yeah. Know to have so many people behind you. And that's amazing. Well, Professor Sawyers-Belk, our time has come to an end. Thank you so much for all of the work that you do and for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to sit down and talk with us. Um, I hope you continue to teach at Emory Henry. I'd love to take another one of your classes or uh, maybe we can have you back on in a later season of the Ooh, podcast yeah, to do a little catch cool. up. Well, the pleasure has been all mine. You guys are just very delightful, um, fantastic interviewers. I know your future's bright. And as for me coming back to teach a class in the future, you let the president of Emory and Henry College know that I should be welcomed back. <laughs> I will be Correct. sure. I will be yeah, sure to. Right. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to have him on later. So yeah, that's be cool. Hey, maybe we can mention. Hey, good job, Ron. Yeah, yeah good, perfect. nice.
All right. Well, Professor <laughs> Sawyer's Belk, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Okay. You also. Thank you. Bye-bye. Studio B is part of the Emory & Henry College Bonner Scholar Program through the Appalachian Center for Civic Life. Studio B is produced by Meg Askew and edited by Ryan Vaughn. To listen to past episodes, go to anchor.fm slash ehstudioB or wherever you listen to podcasts.